You're listening to Digging In, where we dig into the insurance topics, trends, and news surrounding all things agribusiness. Here is your host, Bruce Droz. Hi, this is Bruce Droz with Alliant Agribusiness with another episode of Alliance Digging In podcast. Today, our extra special guest is Mr. Max Macias, who is a senior loss control consultant here at Alliant. Max has been in the occupational safety and health industry for over 25 years with experience in California, Oregon, and Washington State throughout the West in the area of agriculture. He has a bachelor's and master's degree in agricultural sciences and education, history and communication from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and CSU Monterey. Max's experience as a bilingual educator in agriculture has allowed him to develop and present training programs effectively at all levels of the client company employees strata. We're excited to have Max with us. Max, welcome to Digging In. Good to be here, Bruce, and good speaking with you. Indeed it is, and uh, gave a little bit of, of your background there, but uh, you may want to add something. I know that you're involved in many agricultural organizations and do a lot of things uh, for ag. Uh, could you just mention a few of those for our listeners? Sure, absolutely, and I appreciate the warm welcome. And Well, that's a long list of stuff. Eh? Where does the time go, right? Majority of work has been in ag, as you mentioned, agriculture, uh, ag safety, ag education. And so involved in organizations like AgSafe, the Agricultural Personnel Management Association programs, done presentations there with some of my esteemed colleagues on various topics from, you know, some compliance issues, risk management, all in the name of keeping our very valued uh, ag labor force uh, safe and uh, healthful. So uh, definitely have enjoyed my time thus far and look forward to the time to come. So definitely. Well, thank you for that additional color. So the last time that you and I did a podcast together for Digging In, Max, was over a year ago, and we were still really more in the uh, in the COVID world. And I think a lot of our clients were focused on COVID protocols, you know, safety and the, the nuts and bolts and blocking and tackling of their safety programs maybe took a little bit of a backseat to the COVID protocols and all the attention that was paid there for a couple of years. What's your sense of where we are today and where our clientele and, and your agribusiness clients are in terms of their safety emphasis? You know, you, you bring up a great point, Bruce. The fact that a year and a half, two years ago, all we heard was COVID. And as frustrating as it was, we managed to get through it. I stated it then, I restate it now, that aside from the fact that we would walk into a, a store and at times shelves would be empty of toiletries and various other items, boy, but those groceries, those fresh vegetables and everything else that we need for daily sustenance never, never fell short. That really speaks volumes to our industry as ag, being responsible to making sure that through the essential labor force, we've been there. And I'm proud to be a small part of that. I feel the same way, Max. I totally agree. So let's put COVID behind us, though, like a lot of people have. Where do you see the most important areas of focus for our ag clients today in their safety programs? I see right now basically returning to a more structured, if we will, geared safety program toward some of the compliance issues. We have the heat season uh, coming up, the uh, hotter months, if you will, in the valleys. But definitely when it comes to compliance, when it comes to workplace wellness, environmental 
safety compliance, if you will. We've always talked about having that middle management, field management involvement. If we have a client, and I've stressed this before, that has a well-established safety management program, which includes crew leaders, supervisors, et cetera, that are there when they're most needed. What I mean by this is you have an employee that's injured. Seriously or maybe not so seriously, that crew leader, that, that supervisor is right there to address the issues. If we have a middle, ma- I consider the field management, the middle management team, well-versed risk in risk management, you know, accident prevention, addressing emergencies as things can come up, such as we go right into heat illness. As you know, Bruce, being in, in the Central Valley there, we'll start seeing 100 plus de- degree days. And do we have a well-established plan that has easy to follow policies, effectively manage programs where we train individuals on how to prevent heat illnesses, how to address issues, identifying any symptoms that may lead to, you know, deeper issues. So we have a management team that's ready to address these needs that ultimately will result in a very positive work environment a uh, more effective work environment, and overall just more production, I believe, I think is a, is a key. And there's a number of ways to look at it. First of all, safety program is designed to prevent injuries, injuries to have a direct cost to the employer through workers' compensation costs, through lost productivity, as you mentioned. But we've got this other dynamic working today, and you mentioned it earlier as well, where there's a lot of competition for labor, for workers in ag and and amongst all fields as well. But really what you're speaking to, I believe, is the need for uh, an effective culture, an attractive culture, uh, a family culture uh, within the workplace to attract workers to the company, but also uh, when situations don't go right, when there's an injury, when there's a complaint, there needs to be a, a forum to hear that and the worker needs to feel like they belong at least to the organization. I come back to the word culture. I know that's a very important word for you. Having worked with you for so long, can you speak to that, please? Yes, absolutely. In fact, we covered some of this, I know, in one of our earlier podcasts. The idea that within the culture of, if you will, the workforce we're talking predominantly the Latino culture within that we have this culture of, and it's in the word, right? Agriculture itself. The whole idea that look, we're one team, we're, we're one organization. And if you happen to be working at a company that is multi-layered, there's something to be said for that company that maintains a positive hierarchy, if you will, responsibility, accountability, and we're accountable to each other within even our organization, right? That I know that if, if something's needed in the field, we will be there to address the issues because at times maybe someone in our office can't get out there or maybe that's not necessarily an area that they're an expertise in. Well, that's where we go in and stuff. We get questions out there as well. It's the same issue here. We're dealing with developing, and I love the fact that you use that word culture, Bruce, because if we do have a positive culture, there's nothing we can accomplish. We may have a shortage of labor, but I always tell our clients and particularly their management team, guess what? Your neighbor has that same labor shortage issue. It's not unique to you. 
I guess our task is more than, you know, monetary compensation. I mean, it includes that. I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's not important. It is. But I believe it's having that environment where we feel we're important, we're respected for what we do. Our efforts count. They're measured and they're appreciated. And if we can do that, very little gets in our way to continue to provide a top-notch product, keep it safe, and keep our people safe. Totally agree. And I think that it's the most important thing of any safety program. The safety program is focused on a lot of nuts and bolts, and there's a lot of diverse operations within agriculture. You've got a lot of labor-heavy crop industry. You've got ladder exposure, you know, tree fruit, let's say, and, and certain tree crops. You've got the mechanical harvest, a lot more for permanent plantings, which brings about the equipment operation. And think about ATVs, use of ATVs and the accidents we see using those, you know, irrigators and different types of ag with different types of lifting exposures. But all those different things can be addressed through the nuts and bolts of the safety program, but none of it can really be as effective without that safety culture in place. I, I totally agree. And with the various types of agricultural production areas, and you mentioned the various equipment and ladder exposures and fall protection issues, et cetera, just the fact that we have a great culture, it's no surprise that many of our clients experience little to no serious accidents. And that really has to do with having that good communication, that good positive safety culture that ultimately uh, will, will produce that, uh, that work environment that we're looking for. And the key, in my mind, is always that top management and ownership needs to be 100% supportive of the culture and truly drive the culture down through the organization for uh, everybody to be on board and, and for it to be effective. So Max, as, as summer is coming upon us here very quickly, let's drill down a little bit into the specifics of emergency response preparedness and heat illness and prevention policies, if you would, please. Absolutely, Bruce. You know, you mentioned heat illness, and that's but one component of an emergency response program out in the field, especially, but really anywhere, that we need to have people that are well-versed. Obviously, our number one goal is to prevent issues, right? But emergencies, as I often say at some of our training sessions, emergencies cannot be prevented. So the next best step is to be prepared for these emergencies. Difference being that a person succumbs to maybe, say, some heat illness factors. We have a crew leader that can take the right steps, get that person to the shade, for example, and that shade that should be provided. Of course, we all know that at 80 degree temperatures, there should be shade available. They should have water, plenty of uh, cool uh, water that folks can have throughout the day and basically be there in case any of these symptoms come up. So if we have a good emergency response program, these heat illness issues can be dealt with, even if they do appear we can stem them from getting really bad by basically having the, the right steps in place. Max, this has been a wonderful discussion, and I just would like to ask you if there's any other thoughts that you might have before we close. As we're going into the heat season, we were just talking about some of these other production areas that things are going to get busy. And we definitely want to make sure that our clients know that we try to prevent issues whenever possible. But we also want to be there if they happen to have a, 
a small problem or maybe a bigger problem, we want to be there to help walk them through that situation and get, you know, get us to a better spot, if you will. And that's really the key. Well, thank you very much, Max, for your time today. And thank you to all our listeners on behalf of Alliant Agribusiness. 